Are you tired of spending countless hours in the kitchen every week trying to figure out what to make and constantly overspending on takeout? My guide, Well Prepped, is here to revolutionize your mealtime routine by offering you the perfect solution. Prep once, cook twice, and enjoy delicious, macro-friendly meals all week long. The food struggle is real. You want to eat well-balanced meals that taste good. You want to make most of your meals at home, but don't want to be a slave to your kitchen. You know you should be eating more protein, but don't know how in the world to get it in. You're overwhelmed with just choosing a recipe you have saved, so you end up getting takeout again. Insert well-prepped, a guide I created to take the guesswork out of efficiently making delicious, macro-friendly meals. This guide provides you with eight weeks of recipes. Each week, you'll prep once for 30 minutes, cook twice, and then enjoy eating all week. That's right. The two recipes will make you a total of six meals. I even made Instacart links for all the weekly groceries you'll need so you don't even need to think about grocery shopping. I'm all about saving time, money, and mental energy when it comes to feeding my family healthy meals, and now I get to share that with you. Grab your copy of Well Prepped at aishazaza.com. And from my kitchen to yours, cheers to eating well and being well prepped. Welcome to the Mindset Mile podcast, the show that'll leave you empowered to take action towards becoming the turned up version of your already awesome self. I'm your host, Aisha Zaza, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of the Mindset Mile podcast and happy Monday. Today, I want to talk about something I can almost guarantee you either do or have done all with the best intentions, but that's hurting you more than you probably ever thought to consider. So the other week I was talking to a friend at the gym and when I asked him how he was doing, he went on to say that there were some kind of bigger stressors in his life at the moment and some big decisions and changes that he was needing to make that were making him feel kind of weighed down. And like most people, including myself, he was doing what he knew how to do in terms of keeping his life and you know everything into perspective by comparing his hard with other people in the world's hard by following this statement with, but at least it's not cancer. Mind you, we were having this conversation as we were warming up. So it was brief, but it did lead us into the topic of comparative suffering, which at least he identified that he was doing. He actually knew, he said that like, I know I shouldn't be minimizing, but you know, I'm just at least I have my health is kind of what he had said. And that's more aware than most people. But I had a lot of empathy for him because comparative suffering was and still sometimes is a toxic trait of my own. Specifically, very recently in the last two to three years, as I was pregnant with both my kids and suffering from what I now know as pregnancy insomnia and antepartum depression. And after the birth of my second baby, Oliver, that leading into some postpartum depression, I had a really, really hard time during pregnancy feeling positive and good. And I did everything in my power to override that feeling. And it was incredibly frustrating, especially as someone who has spent nearly 10 years in the personal development And I obviously share my mindset and lifestyle tips and experiences to help 
you and others in their own lives. So I thought I was always doing myself a favor by telling myself things like, it could be worse, like at least I'm healthy, nothing is wrong, or I don't have to be on bed rest, right? Like I would make up all these other scenarios that weren't happening. But even though all of those things were all true, trying to be happy and grateful for things that didn't exist in my reality only added this layer of like pressure and shame to my already bad feelings. It made me feel isolated, ungrateful, and it made it difficult for me to find joy in certain circumstances. It's interesting too, because it wasn't until I sought out some therapy during my first pregnancy with Shiloh that I even realized this was a thing and that I was doing this. And most of us do it our whole lives, right? Like you could be bummed out that you didn't get the promotion at work, but hey, at least you still have a job. Or just like my friend who has these stressors that are temporarily in his life that are making things feel really heavy and weighted down, but hey, at least he has clean running water and food in his fridge. In reality, comparative suffering is harmful to us and to the people that we are comparing ourselves to because it really is a false assumption to either how much better or worse people have it. And it leads to feelings of inadequacy or resentment when we are suffering more than others, or it also could lead us to feel guilty when we are suffering less than others. And I think what makes this particularly difficult for people who are more self-aware than the majority of the population is that you feel this pressure to walk a fine line of wanting to be grateful for what you do have while you're also going through pain or some difficult times. You may think a qualifier to being a good human is always looking at the bright side, but the truth is you can be grateful and mindful of your blessings while not diminishing your feelings. And one of the very first steps to becoming aware of comparative suffering and overcoming it is by eliminating disclaimers from the way that you talk about how you're feeling. Honor your feelings and your experience by just saying how you feel without starting it off with something like, I know others have it worse, but, or, well, at least the bright side is that, dot, 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 right? Life is hard for everyone and at different times and in different ways. And the fact is, you only know how to compare your stress and your pain to the stress and pain you've dealt with in your own life. You cannot gauge what it's like in relation to the hard times and stress someone else has had in their life. And it doesn't mean that you don't have sympathy for what other people are going through. Okay, this is not about being heartless and not realizing that other people's burdens are tremendously heavy, but you can only really gauge how something feels to you in relation to your own experiences. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes we're faced with a crossroads in life and don't know which path to take. Or maybe you're thinking about a career change or feeling like your relationship needs some TLC. Whatever it is, therapy can help you map out your future and trust yourself to find the way forward. I know it absolutely has for me. If you've had the idea of therapy in the back of your mind, try BetterHelp. It's entirely online. 
It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Plus, BetterHelp is extending 10% off your first month just for Mindset Mile listeners. Visit BetterHelp.com, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Mindset Mile today to get 10% off your first month. You know I'm all about small habits that make a big difference, which is why I never skip a day of taking my Ritual Essential for Women 18 and Up multivitamin. I was looking into some info on the efficacy of this particular vitamin, and after a university-led study, it showed it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in women in just 12 weeks. That's huge. I personally love that Rituals Essential for Women 18 and Up is one of the few women's multivitamins that's USP verified, meaning what's on the label is exactly what's in the formula. So if you've been sleeping on getting a multivitamin, this is your sign to finally get one or to switch to Rituals Trusted Vitamins. As a Mindset Mile listener, you can receive 30% off your first month's order. Visit ritual.com backslash Mindset Mile to start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 and up to your subscription today. So pay attention to the way that you speak about your experiences. And whenever you do catch yourself adding a disclaimer or qualifier to how you're feeling, retract it. It's okay to say, you know what, let me back up and then say how you're feeling again without that statement. It's okay to just say, I'm feeling really down about how things are going at home or at work or whatever the situation is. Honestly, once you start doing this without guilting yourself with, but at least X, Y, Z disclaimer, you'll feel so much more at peace with how it is to just feel your feelings you don't need to feel bad about them. You don't. So much of what we get worked up over is resisting the feelings we're having because they're uncomfortable. But pain is just a natural part of living the human experience. Pain does not make you selfish. It doesn't make you unaware. It doesn't make you non-sympathetic. It doesn't make you non-empathetic. You are allowed to just be without feeling shame or guilt around it. Another way to overcome comparative suffering is to feel out who you choose to confide in at that time. A part of how we contribute to our own shame around bad feelings is by feeling like we don't want to be a burden to others by opening up. Whether we say that out loud, like when we're having a conversation with someone like, hey, I don't want to be a burden or I don't want to bring you down with this, but blah, blah, blah. So whether you say that out loud, or that's just the rhetoric in your mind that you're thinking that you're burdening someone by letting them know how you feel. The truth is people want to be there for you when they can. And when they have the bandwidth to be how important, loved and trusted do you feel when your friends or coworkers open up to you about something? So something you can ask yourself, before doing a big emotional dump on someone is, hey, I've been struggling with stuff over the last few weeks and I could really use a chat. Do you have time soon so that I can call you? That way that person can consent to you sharing. And I know it might sound a little strange to feel like you need to schedule a time to talk with someone you might consider a close friend, but you really do wanna make sure that they have the emotional bandwidth and time to listen because if, if you come to them without allotting the right amount of time or 
energy that it's needed from the recipient to hear out whatever it is you're going through, you could also mistake that as, oh, they don't love me enough to, they don't care what I'm going through. They don't, they don't love me enough to listen to, you know, what I'm going through. And that really isn't the truth. And you need to differentiate between someone maybe walking through a hard time themselves and not having the bandwidth to support something very, very hard that you're going through and them just not having the capacity to do it in that moment. So asking permission beforehand can eliminate that. There's obviously so much around how we cope with our feelings and habits around complaining. So I really want to encourage you to differentiate between complaining and situations that need extra support, be it through therapy, friends, or people close to you, or maybe that's by practicing gratitude or positive affirmation exercises. And let this message serve as permission that it's okay to just feel your feelings without comparing them. When you assess your own suffering and decide it doesn't measure up to others and that you just need to suck it up, you're actually just deepening the neurological pathways that create much bigger issues like feelings of low or no self-worth, confidence, or lack thereof for that matter. And your ability to know that you are lovable, even when you're hurting, even when you're not feeling like you're strongest. So I really hope that this episode helps you. And if it does, I would love to know it. Please tag me on social media, Instagram at Aisha Zaza. Send this episode to a friend that needs it. And if you could, in 10 seconds when this is over, please give the show a rating. That actually helps more people to find it when they are looking for helpful resources in podcasts. I cannot wait to see you next week, my friend. And until then, make it a great day. 